You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. We began to look on Sunday at the account of Elisha, who the king of Syria had um, noted was creating problems for him. And the king said, where does this man live? He sent his spies and they located where Elisha was and he sent soldiers and chariots to surround Elisha. Praise God. And when they surrounded Elisha, we saw that the servant came out and was afraid and said, Master, Master, see what has happened. What shall we do? And Elisha, I believe very calmly, said to him, do not be afraid. He says what? For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And then he went on and prayed, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And I pray tonight once again that the Lord will keep our eyes open in the name of Jesus Christ. And we began to see that we as children of God, like our brother said, we are now a new creation. The Bible says, he that is in Christ is what? A new creation. We are not what our parents gave birth to. We are not our schoolmates. We are not like our colleagues. We are a new people. We have been baptized into the spirit of God. Praise the Lord. We have God as our father. Praise the Lord. We are not born by virgins, but we are conceived by the spirit and the water, which is the word of God. Everyone that is born again had the gospel. Everyone that is born again was quickened by the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. We are a completely different species. Now, the challenge is this. When this new man is born, this new man must grow. This new man must conform. This new man must live in the awareness, praise the Lord, of what has happened. So, our Lord Jesus speaking in that John 3, you know, from John chapter 3. He made a statement, unless a man be born again, he shall not what? See. Then he went on and said, unless a man be born of the spirit, he shall not what? Enter. So, there is a scene and then there is what? An entry. And that being born of the spirit, I want to believe is where you now become controlled. You become controlled like what we are learning now. You begin to know who you are. Just like the Bible says that as long as the earth is a child, it says it does not differ at all from the slaves. So many are born again, but because they don't know, they say what everybody says, they fear what everybody fears, they respond to what everybody responds, and then there's no difference. It's very simple. It's not even difficult to understand that. You bring a lion, okay, and raise the lion in the house and treat it like a cat, you know, you give it cooked food and all of that, that lion will behave like a cat for the rest of his life, except something extraordinary happens. Now, even though it carries the DNA of a lion, but because of the way it has been nurtured, it cannot manifest. Praise the Lord. Now, that is what we are learning now. We are beginning to learn the capacity that is in us. I remember part of the illustrations we did was the remote control. The Lord said that same thing now. You can pick, you know, I mean, children's toys. We had a little, our son then, very little. You could pick his toys and press all buttons. Nothing will happen. But this particular button, because he was connected to something bigger, when he was pressed, caused an accident. Just pressing of a button. The light broke, you know, I think the radiators. There's serious, you know, some serious damage on the car. What happened? What caused it? There was no Okada man, nothing, you know, just somebody pressed a button. Praise the Lord. The same way for you and I, as spiritual beings, we carry that potency in us. We are potent. Praise the Lord. Now, part of the things the Lord, you know, will want us to understand, because in the military now, if you join the police or the military now, you know, it's called armed forces, isn't it? But for a long time, they will not arm you. You know what they'll be doing? They'll be beating you, disciplining you, shave your head. You think that the very day you join police, they give you gun. No. First of all, they give you white t-shirt and white shorts. And shave your head. And you learn to wake up in the morning. What are they doing? They are trying to put you in a form where when they give you the gun, you won't shoot yourself or shoot your neighbor. Praise the Lord. So the control is put in you first. 
And part of what we, you know, part of what I believe the Lord made us understand is that these are some of the things that restrains our functioning. Apart from the revelation, some people already have the revelation, but for their safety, it is shut out of them. If we look at the account we have, you know, quickly, let me just mention this in case we don't have the time. The story we have is in 2 Kings chapter 6. If you open your Bible, 2 Kings chapter 5, from verse 20, my Bible has a subheading. It calls it Gehazi's greed. Now, Elisha, the master of Gehazi, had finished healing the Syrian general, Naaman. And this man, in verse 15, the Bible says, he returned to the man of God, 2 Kings 5, returned to the man of God, he and all his aides, and came and stood before him. And he said, indeed, now I know that there is no God in all the earth, except in Israel. Now, therefore, please take a gift from your servant. But Elisha answered, as the Lord lives before my stand, I will receive nothing. And he urged him to take, but he refused. So Naaman said, then if not, please let your servant be given two mule loads of earth, for your servant will no longer offer either burnt offering or sacrifice to other gods, but to the Lord. Okay, he went on and on. And he left. Verse 20 says, but Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said, look, my master has spared Naaman the Syrian while not receiving from his hands what he brought. But as the Lord leaves, I will run after him and take something from him. So Gehazi pursued Naaman. When Naaman saw him running after him, he got down from the chariot to meet him and said, Is all well? He said, All is well. My master has sent me, saying, Indeed, just now, two young men of the sons of the prophets have come to me from the mountains of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two changes of garments. So Naaman said, please take two, two talents. And he urged him and bound two talents of silver in two bags with two changes of garments and handed them to two of his servants and they carried them on the head for him, on ahead for him. When he came to the citadel, he took them from their hand and stored them away in the house, that's hid them somewhere. Then he let the men go and they departed. Verse 25. Now he went in and stood before his master. Praise the Lord. Are you seeing what is happening here? This Gehazi now saw Elisha refuse the gift of Naaman. And he ran behind, collected it. Came back, hid it. And then went and said, yes sir. Now, now. You see what is happening? Such a man, can he be trusted with power? Does he understand power? Does he understand the things that are involved? Now, many of us had wondered why did Elisha put the leprosy on him? But I see, no, Elisha did not put the leprosy on him. It was because of the leprosy that Elisha said, go with the gift. The leprosy was looking for who to go to. Are you understanding? Verse 25 says, now he went in and stood before his master. Elisha said, and Elisha said to him, where did you go, Gehazi? And he said, your servant did not go anywhere. Okay. Then he said to him, did not my heart go with you when the man turned back from his chariot to meet you? Is it time to receive money and to receive clothing, olive groves and vineyards, sheep and oxen, male and female servant? He said, therefore, the leprosy of Naaman shall cling to you and your descendants forever. He said, therefore, he was not the one initiating it. He said, by reason of taking that thing. Now, what am I trying to say? The understanding of the operations of this new man is for safety. It works both sides. That's why anywhere you find people being just charged, you know, God will do this, God, without putting the conditions, it's not true. Like I illustrated here, you join the military, they will equip you. They will give you guns. But before you handle a gun, you would have learned what it means to submit to authority. Obey the last word. Order. They say, stand, go, come, go, come, come, come. You just be waiting until they say the last one. That's what you do. You have to become zombie before they give you their gun. Praise the Lord. The same way, the Spirit of God must find you somebody that is under his control. Now, why do we get the excitement? We get the excitement so we can have faith to submit to training. We begin to see it's not a waste. Praise the Lord. We begin to see that this thing is going somewhere. Hallelujah. You begin to see that all the sanctification, all the obedience, all the submission is not a waste of time. It's for power. It's for authority. Praise the Lord. It's for influence. It's so that you will matter. Hallelujah. 
you see, some of us work in offices and you come into the office, they are still cracking jokes anyhow. You know why? Because in that office, you have not earned a distinction. The same office, another person comes in. No matter how they dislike him, they will keep quiet. Because that gentleman or that lady has so separated himself or herself that in that place, they have respect. Praise the Lord. Because, you see, not being a mere man is not going to the supermarket to take things. It's an all-round thing. Praise the Lord. It's an all-round thing. And why it has to be an all-round thing like we saw in this story? Gehazi's plot was clean. I mean, to the best of his ability. He ran ahead. He must have run very fast. Collected what he collected. hid, And they came and stood. So he didn't even say, excuse me, sir, can I go to the market and come? He carried all of that maybe within his break time. Praise the Lord. And appeared as if nothing had happened. But you see, he forgets that this world that we are talking of operating in is a spiritual world. It's deep. It's not on the surface. It's not where I put something behind my hand and say I'm hiding it from you. No, no. Praise the Lord. The new man that we talked about, our Lord Jesus Christ, you know, present, was a new man that could pass through walls when the doors were locked. So we begin to understand at this dimension that it's a multi dimensional living. The Bible says, when Elijah saw, that's in 1 Kings 19 verse 3, when Elijah saw that, we saw that the problem Elijah had was that Elijah put it into his imagination. And that was what made the fear take him over. Now, in this new manship, is that correct? In this new manship that we're entering into, it says, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are good report. He said, You see, you have to watch what you meditate on. Praise the Lord. Let me ask you a question that will help you. Joshua is facing Jericho. Jericho was the first battle they fought after they crossed Jordan, right? Jericho was a battle that even Moses himself didn't fight. The fight they fought before Jericho was a full and headsman. This time they were fighting China. China has a, a great wall of China, be? Eh? the great wall of China. So they had finished fighting Boko Haram and, you know, small, small. Now they were facing China. And then they tell him the strategy for this battle is that you march around the city once a day. Okay? And on the seventh day, you march around how many times? Seven times and shout and the wall will fall down. If you were Joshua, do you know what you do? You say, excuse me. Isn't that, how do, how do they win battle by marching around? The last battle he fought, you know what happened? Moses was on the mountain with his hand up. With Aaron and Hor helping him. Then he was down doing what? Fighting. So I thought you would say, okay, let me go up and stand. It did not make sense. But remember, in Joshua chapter 1 from 7 down. The word of the Lord had come to him to say, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But he shall do what? Meditate. He says, picture it. Picture it. Enter into it so that you live so much in it that reality is sub to you. Brethren, you and I must read scripture, take scripture to the point that scripture is more real than this chair you're touching. He says you shall meditate. He says you will not depart. Meditate therein. That's Elijah meditated on what Jezebel spoke. And he ran. He said if you meditate on what God speaks, you will not run. You will march round walls. Silently. Not murmuring. Not shaking. That's what this new life is about. You get in so much. The picture that you see when you close your eyes is what the word of God says. You don't see any other picture again. We mentioned about whose DVD is playing on your television. The devil can't play anything. The only thing, you know, how many of us just find ourselves, I didn't have as you sing one song. Then you sing another song. What song was I singing the other day? Even where is a Jesus? You see, it had no, there was, it was coming from nowhere. You know what? Your spirit is just pouring out different things. But when I think of us, they say, hey, what you? Huh? Well, hey, I want more. Hey. You see, what is happening now is that the devil is, you know, 
you know, just slotting some CDs, track one, I don't die. Track two, hey, how I go do? You see, but when you allow the spirit of God to fill you, praise the Lord. That's what the Bible says, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Ghost. It says, speaking to one another with songs and psalms and spirit. It's, you, you fill yourself so. That's what carries this man. That's what carries this man. It's about what you feed. You get it so much into it that they drop it on you. It can't hold. I understand. It can't, there's a battle. There's a battle. Praise the Lord. There's a battle going on. But we have victory. But if we don't know, praise the Lord. Another thing we mentioned on Sunday, was it on Sunday or was it on Friday, is that the devil is a thief. You see, the thing about dealing with thief is that he doesn't care whether you're the owner. And the law somehow has a bend to supporting thievery because ownership uh, possession is so valuable in law. Isn't it? If a thief steals something from you, if somebody steals this Bible, but you can steal my Bible, please. Steal it and read it. <laughs> okay? If I steal this Bible from Pastor Livingstone, okay, and he comes and accosts me and says, I stole his Bible. And I say, I didn't steal your Bible. What will everybody here say? I'm holding the Bible, Abby. What will he say? He should what? He should prove that what? It's his own. Now, what if, like me, like many of us, we don't write our names on our Bibles, isn't it? Do you know that he, if he does not provide sufficient superior evidence that this Bible is his, he will go home leaving the thief with his property. You will not leave your property with the thief. Are you getting what it is? So the devil does not respect law. They taught us something in, um, in taxation. It's not tax evasion, it's tax avoidance. You smartly know how to avoid it. The devil knows how to go around the law. And when he doesn't find a way, he will do it by whatever means. So dealing with this devil, if you create room, that's why the Bible is so clear. So it says, neither what? Give place to the word. Don't give him place. Don't give him, don't allow him any space. Don't say, don't think, don't imagine, don't accept, don't. He said, fear not. Jesus, our Lord Jesus was on the boat, you know, the storm, the wind and all of that was going. And then the people were saying, master, master, carest not thou that we what? We perish. When he got up, what did he first do? He rebuked them first. You know what he was saying? He was saying, it would have been better if you would join me to sleep. You have emboldened the storm and the wind by saying, carest not thou that we perish. You should never have said that. You should have said, if the master is sleeping in this storm, this is storm sleeping time. Is someone getting, the enemy we have is a thief. If you give him chance, he will walk in your mind. He will walk around you. He will use friends. He will use family. He will use enemy. He will use everything. Trying to create an opportunity to steal. Have you dealt with 409 people? He's like color. He's the father of every evil man. He will use any means. That's why the Bible says, be sober. Be what? Vigilant. Why? He says, your adversary. He's defeated. Though. The Bible didn't say, he's so defeated. Sleep on. Did he say that? No. He said, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, like a roaring lion, is walking about seeking. You are a son of God. He knows, but he will still find a way. If you watch uh, Nigel, and uh, uh, Nigel, any of those programs on, on animal plant, lion is the strongest animal, Abby, but wolves and hyenas eat their babies. If they find anyone missing the way, they will rush it and eat it. So they eat lions. Any lion that is not careful. In fact, sometimes if they find one, strain away, and there are many, they will also rush it. That's what the Bible says. We are all of that. But if you don't watch your way, if you don't watch your tongue, if you don't watch your meditation, if you don't watch your confession, if you don't watch your fellowship, if you don't watch all those things, he will come. He does not respect boundaries. He has no regard. Imagine somebody who tempted Jesus. If you are the son of God, he knew him before he fell. Praise the Lord. So we are no longer mere men. But this office we have is not an office that allows for recklessness. It calls for watchfulness. 
It calls for a lot of diligence. It calls for sensitivity. It calls for discernment. The weapons that we have are clear. We know what it is. Second Chronicles 32. I think um, Pastor Nat preached from it for us. The king of Assyria and um, Hezekiah. Second Kings 32 verse 8. They were saying the conversation there was between this king who was threatening. And Hezekiah said, with him is an arm of flesh. But with us, what is the Lord our God to help us and fight our what? Battles. With him is an arm of flesh. But with us is. Now, what is happening here? This man has the physical resources. He has what we can see. Let me show you now. Come with me to... Um, there's a, a statement I want us to see just as we compare with that. It's in Second Chronicles. Okay, let's look at it from Second Kings 18, 19 and 20. 19 and 20, 2 Kings 18, 19 and 20. We'll come back here. It says, then Rabshakeh, this is the um, commander of the Syrian army. It says, say now to Hezekiah, thus says the great king, the king of Assyria, what confidence is this in which you trust? He said, you speak of having plans and power for war. He says, but they are what? Mere words. And in whom do you trust that you rebel against me? You see, that is it. Hezekiah's words... They thought were mere words. But they were not mere words. Because what happened here is this. That look, there were the people that said to Hezekiah, even if we give you 200 chariots, we'll even find enough riders to put on them. So how can you imagine that you can defend our attack, an assault from us? How can you imagine to fight us? Just like the enemy will be saying to some of us. You see, you've gone to church now, you're coming out excited. From where is this help going to come from? But this is where their problem is. They think the words we're speaking are mere words. They're not mere words. They compare our words with their words. Our words are not mere words. But the challenge is this. Do you know your words are not mere words? Do you know your words are not mere words? How many of us have had instances where you make a call and then the call has gone through and you're making another call on top of it because you didn't think the other one went through? Now, when you know that your words are not mere words, when you speak what you're to speak, you don't just keep ranting. You step back. What is the next thing to say? Sometimes the Lord might lead you to keep repeating but there is a reputation that is out of uncertainty. I get what I'm saying. It's something that is working. Okay, a, a, a friend of ours said that AC way they could. They know they put hand for the vent like this. <laughs> you get up now. AC way they could. They know they put hand for the vent because the thing would have been. <laughs> you see, when you understand this thing, there are things that will happen. You will answer and it will be history. You respond with authority. They said our Lord Jesus, the testimony said, who is this that speaks with what? Authority. Why? He knew where he was coming from. And that's the level of revelation you must come to. You know who you are and you know that your words cannot be empty. You're speaking the words of your father. You're speaking the word of God. You're in right relationship with him. You have been given authority to speak those words. You say no. I think we've used this illustration here before. As a young person, most of us will also have thought of that. Have you noticed that many dogs don't harass vet doctors? Why? You see, these people have so mastered dogs. You see, dogs know who is afraid of them. Dogs, they know. The same way, the devil knows when you know who you are. Demons know when you know who you are. Devil, come out! And you jump back. They say, ah, okay. <laughs> they say, okay, this one, a rookie, doesn't know. When you know, these people thought they were mere words. But they're not mere words. They're words, so, but they're not mere words. That's the thing. We are men, oh, but we're not mere men. We're men. But we're not, we're spiritual men. The spirit of the living God is in us. In our own climb now, you meet a man who is on Mufti. And then you look at his car. You see um, sticker, Abacha Barracks. Then you look, you see um, red cab. That's military police. And the man comes and says, why you they drive like that? You want to respond, you look at his car. He says, sorry, sir. 
I didn't mean to drive like that. You see, the same question, another person, I say, what you mean? What you mean? But you have looked, you see this one, something is backing. Uh-huh. This is pidgin English. It's not that he didn't go to school. It's cantonment that is, <laughs> that is affecting him. It's the same thing. When you speak your words, they will look what's backing him. That's what they say. He says, look at what, what Rav Shekha said. He says, and in whom do you trust? Praise the Lord. In whom do you trust? That's where it is. Because that trust is what stabilizes you. So that we don't go like people that are charged, you know, just confession, confession, speak, speak, speak. We're not speaking emptily. We're speaking from a background. Just like Joshua. They said to Joshua, meditate. We don't know how long he spent. Can I tell you what, you know, must have happened with Joshua? I, I believe, you know, this is what happened. Joshua meditated on creation. And the Lord said, let the waters be what? Separated. And the waters above, separate. And the water, you know, and the Lord said, let the waters be filled with creatures. And it was like that. And the Lord said, then when he saw it, that ah, the things which are visible were not made of things which are what? Tangible. Ah, ah. How was it made? He said, when the commander said, do this and the walls will fall down, it was a walkover. Praise the Lord. It was a walkover. That was what he had. He had the first five books. He had Genesis. The same way for you and I now. When we meditate on the scriptures and we'll see that this is what the word of God has done. This is what the word of God can do. This is the promise of the word of God. It says, I sent my word. And it did what? It healed them and delivered them from their afflictions. It said, the words which I speak shall not what? Return to me void. But it shall what? Accomplish that to which I send it. You're saying, that is it, that is it. When you now stand by that word, sir, you won't have backup. <laughs> I hear him. You will not have backup. You will not have backup. Praise the Lord. You will trust in something. And that's where the peace comes in. That's where the peace that passes all understanding, that's where it comes from. Where you know that you know that you know. It's not me. So it's not as if I'm charged and I'm just speaking. No, I'm not just talking. I'm coming from a place of confidence. I'm coming from a place of belief. I'm coming from a place of relationship. You know, part of the things we must also establish in this time. We've talked about the thief and the way he operates. You and I must be so sure of who we are. We must be so sure of God's plan, God's purpose, God's promise to us. Because the enemy we are dealing with is vicious. He will find any means, both legal and illegal. Praise the Lord. He will find any means. But you and I, as we establish ourselves in the truth and as we establish ourselves in God's ways. Now, let's look at this scripture quickly. In uh, Romans 6. We mentioned it on Sunday as well. Let's look at this to clarify. Romans 6, uh, 16. If you can give us uh, the living Bible. To whomsoever you present yourselves. He said, don't you realize that you can choose your own master? You can choose sin with death or else obedience without quitter. The one to whom you offer yourself, he will take you and be your master. And you'll be his slaves. New King James will say, do you not know that to whomsoever you present your members or yourselves, slaves to obey, you are that one slaves whom you obey. We're talking about places that, you know, where they say there is an idol or there is a shrine. Listen, power belongs to God. Every other power operating anywhere is where men have given it. So somebody is here in your family, in your village, they say this thing happens like that. It's because they have presented themselves what? Slaves. Okay, let's not even call them slaves. They have presented themselves as servants to obey. But you rise up and say, in this place, it will not work on me. Praise the Lord. I refuse. I refuse to submit to you. I submit to the Lord Jesus. They will threaten. They will harass. You know, you might see your window might shake. All kinds of things might happen to check whether you really know. But you stand and say, no, I'm not submitting to that government. Praise the Lord. 
I am not submitting to that government. Once you stand on that, brethren, they will say this one, we have missed. We have lost out on this one. But woe betide the person that does that and then wakes up the next day and goes into fornication. They'll say, ah, I thought you left us. Eh? Praise the Lord. That's (laughs) why. Okay, let, let, let me show you scriptures. 2 Corinthians 6 from verse 16. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 16. We'll look at that down to 2 Corinthians 7. 2 Corinthians 6, 16. It says, And what agreement has a temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God, as God has said. I will dwell in them and walk among them. I'll be their God and they shall be my people. Verse 17. Let's read it together, everybody. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. It says, I'll be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Now look at the next verse, verse 1. It says, therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all, all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. This is what God is saying. He says, I will dwell amongst you. I will handle this thing. I will perform what I said I'll do. But you have to do what? Come out from amongst them. So a believer that does not pursue and pray. You see, one major component of your personal prayer with God must be a prayer of sanctification. Praise the Lord. There is no other way. And this sanctification we are talking about, you know, whenever we come to church, we mention um, adultery, maybe fornication and um, stealing and all of that. Those are bees. What about pride? Praise the Lord. What about vain glory? These days of Photoshop, you finish Photoshopping yourself, you look at the picture, you just smile. A baby fine. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) you see there are levels and these levels the spirit of god will be as you graduate you know let let me say something here you know spiritual maturity is like a child growing up when your child is five years and he can say a for apple b for banana c for cat uh, d for uh, dog will clap for the child if at 12 years, all the child can see is A for Apple. Hey, hey, hey. Wahala day, Abi. That's how it is with spiritual growth. Okay? At 12 years, they say write comprehension. And it says, this was how I spent my vacation. You know, my father and I would travel to. When you're in the university, they say write comprehension. My father and I went. You see, the, way, the same way it is. So, You're just, you're four years, two years born again. Your level is different. You're five years born again. Your level is different. So when we mention one thing, don't hear it and start past that one. Because our examinations are different. And as your power and your rank, I I thank you Holy Spirit for that. As your rank is growing in the things of the Spirit, so will the test be changing. Our brother was talking to that, get connected about what will be the problem. Why would Jesus say to somebody who worked miracles and cast out devils and healed in his name? Why will he say, depart from me? I never knew. He says, showmanship. God is using you. Now, everybody you're going to hear, you wave your hand like this. They say he's about to wave his hand. Everybody get ready. You know, that's what I saw when you were sharing. Wahala day. Praise the Lord. Showmanship. And then everybody that will share testimony has to say the way, the way the man of God, you know, so when you finish sharing that testimony, you're not desiring Jesus, an encounter with Jesus. You're desiring an encounter with the man. The exam is changing, you know. For you as a young believer, you lay hands on the sick and the person is healed. They can never tell you that you failed. Because they are happy you exercise your faith at all. But you're now operating at the level where every testimony, when it's time for, for miracles, that's when your steps will change. <laughs> But this is our scripture. Why would someone cast out? And he said, he said, in your name. He didn't say he didn't do it. He didn't do it in my name. We cast out devils in your name. We walked miracles in your name. We did all this in your name. And he said, depart from me. I never knew. He said, you dropped out. 
Because nobody will do that if they didn't start well. It means that probably at, at um, what level now? First degree, they refuse to go on to masters. They don't graduate in this thing. There's a point that you will begin to kill yourself. When people will call you, you warn them, don't mention my name. But if you get to that point and it is only your name that you want them to mention. Now so, finished. There are different levels. Now the danger of that, they taught us many years ago, that the anointing works like ceiling fan. After you turn, after Nepa takes light, the fan will still be turning. Depending on how the fan is. If the fan is really bad, it will never stop. You know those ones that have lost alignment. The lack of alignment will be giving him momentum. So when he wants to stop, it will It will start again. <laughs> so it will keep turning. But the power has gone off. No longer mere men. You see, there are different dimensions. Praise the Lord. So there are responsibilities, but there are privileges. But the privileges far, they far outweigh the responsibilities. When you get the privileges, the responsibilities become a delight. They become a delight. I mentioned on Sunday, where you get to where you enjoy God. Where God becomes the source of your joy. Where you find pleasure in him. Praise the Lord. Where what he does, does not compare that you have him. It's a place to desire to get to. It's not a place of no more problems, no. It's the place where you have him. And then because of him, troubles vanish in the light of him. Praise the Lord. And all these are in the same way of not mere men. So as we just meditate on this, the main thing I'd hope we do today is just pray this thing into ourselves because there are some things we hear and it's not sermon. Praise the Lord. But I just felt that we should touch some of these dimensions so that we handle it and receive it well. Praise the Lord, somebody. So we're going to pray, but let's understand it's a mighty place. You see, ordinary as you're here now, you come and they announce that you've been appointed um, DG of what now? DG of one major parasitic. Do you know everything about you will change? Now, we're not being appointed DGs. We're being told that we're no longer mere men. You cannot be the same. You can't make choices purely from your own consideration. You can't. There is a kingdom that you belong to. A kingdom is giving you power. During our praise and worship, we're singing one of the songs we sang. And I think it says, um, uh, victory, victory. That song that says, victory, victory. J- Jesus has conquered and, and given us. Yeah, the spirit of said the victory, this thing we are working in, we didn't earn it to. It's Jesus' victory that we are working in. Do you understand? It's Jesus' victory. So it helps you as you walk in it to know it's somebody's own. It's somebody's own. You know, when you hear some people talk about their Christianity, it's as though they end it. And that's a problem. Because the moment you think you end it, you're easily disconnected from the one who gave it to you. If I lend you my suit and you're wearing it, if you forget I gave it to you, you would dance in a way that it would tear. In fact, you dance in a way that I'll say, come. <laughs> we didn't end it. It's his victory. So we walk in his victory. We stand in his victory. We operate in his victory. Praise the Lord. We operate in that victory. Knowing who gave it to us. And the loyalty to him outweighs any other thing. And the joy we give him pleasure. Walking in that victory emboldens us. That's why the apostle Paul would say the love of Christ does what? Com- compels me. Constrains me. Moves me. So I'm to do something. I don't look into myself. You know the motivational speakers will say look into yourself. No, mere men don't look into themselves. They look to him. They look to the cross. They look to Jesus. Praise the Lord. I'm to apologize to somebody. I don't look to myself. I'm to give, you know, maybe bless somebody or whatever. Or endure a pain. I don't look to myself. The Bible says, consider him who endured such hostility from sinners. So I consider him. When I consider him, I measure what he went through with what I'm about to go through. I say, yes, Lord. If I consider myself, I cannot operate as an unmere man. But if I consider him, it becomes easy. Praise the Lord. Let's rise on our feet. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. We're going to take some prayers. I'll just give us the scriptures. Part of the things we we need is is completeness. Psalm 19 verse 14. um, I believe it was David that was saying that prayer. He said, let the words of my mouth 
and the meditations of my heart. He said, let them what? Let them be acceptable. He said, one of the things that will help us in this new level of operation is where we are together. Where you and I attain to the point where what we are inside is what we are outside. What we are in the dark is what we are in the light. In fact, you are even better in the dark than you are in the light. That's a level that some of us need to come to. Where people think, people don't know how good you are to them. You know, there are some people that you think are really nice to you, but are not that nice. You grow to the level where you're nicer to people than they think you are. Which means that you do more in the secret than you do in the open. You know why you have to do that? So that no glory touches you. So I'm praying for you becomes only a statement when it's absolutely necessary. Praise the Lord. When you want to decrease, 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 decrease. Decrease. Because in this thing that we're involved in, everything, there's dissipation, everything is working. Jesus said that if you do your arms and men see it, he said you have your reward. What it means is that the reward, the reward is one allocation. You can either get it here or get it there or get some percentage or get there. So when you begin to have understanding, you don't want to get anything here. You want to be credited there. Praise the Lord. So let the meditations of my heart and the words, let me be together. Let me have integrity. Let me have integrity. First Thessalonians 5.23. Let's look at that as well before. He said, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you what? Completely. Holy. May your whole spirit, soul and body. I want to be together. Lord, Lord I want my soul. I want, you know, the, the soul is the way. The spirit is the one that is born. I want my soul to catch up with my spirit. And I want my body to catch up. Let even my feelings, praise the Lord. Let even my feelings submit to who I am. Let my desire, let my emotions. If I'm angry, let it be righteous. If I'm downcast, let it be a righteous one. If there is such one. Lord, help me sanctify my whole spirit, soul, and body. Let me be together. So that the thief will not access me. So that the thief will not be able to steal from me. So that no argument can be raised against me. So that no finger can be genuinely pointed at me. Lord, help me. Help me. Help me. So that when I speak and stand for you, Lord, nobody can gainsay nor resist. The Bible talks about giving you and I a mouth and a wisdom that our adversary cannot. That's where we want to stand it. So that who I am before men is who I am before you. Lord, help me. It might reduce me. But I would rather be reduced and compact. Then I spread out and I have no weight. Lord, help me. Help me. Help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. I am a Christian. I belong to you. Hey, I am a born again Christian. The Americans will say this one is born again to the bones. I want it to, to my bones, to my marrow. If there is anything creating a distraction, Lord, I pray that it will come under subjection. I want to operate no longer as a mere man. I want to operate there. I want to operate there. I want to operate there. Lord, help me. Help me. Help me. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me. Masole kerebako sheka patosande gerebanda. Zinde la koshenda gerebanda. Zakale gerebando sandale gerebako shenda ganda. Oh, I don't want to be a mere man anymore. Men have corners. They have this. They have different manifestations. They have different faces. They have different attitudes. Lord, I want to be one. I want to be a child of light. I want to be a child of light. I want so that my words can carry power. Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. You said whatever things I desire when I pray, I should ask. 
Lord, I want my words to have power. Help me, Lord. Put a guard on my tongue. Put a guard on my heart. The Bible says, guard my heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Lord, help me. Let me guard my ear gate, my eye gate. Whatsoever things that will not edify, let them not enter. Whatsoever things that will not build up, let them not have access. Lord, give me the courage. Give me the discernment. Give me the discipline to shut out everything that will weaken my stand as a spiritual man. Lord, let no enemy, let not the devil have access to me. Every conversation, every, oh Lord, situation that will dilute my stand as a spiritual man. Lord, let it not take place. Save me from it. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. He said, know ye not that you are God's. Let's begin to thank him. You have lifted me. You have called me. He said to Joshua, meditate. Lord, I will meditate on your faithfulness. On your power. On your majesty. On your holiness. On the victory that you have. I belong to the kingdom of Jesus Christ. He says, you and I have been made kings and priests. You and I are royalty. We are victors. Never victims. It doesn't matter the situation or circumstance you may be in. He says, we are more than conquerors. Father, we thank you. Let's thank him. Let's thank him. Let's pray and receive the grace to function in our homes, in our places of work, in our nation, no longer as mere men. I've been anointed. You have been anointed. The Spirit of God is upon you. The Bible says upon Elisha came the Spirit that was upon Elijah, double portion. And the Bible said, uh, uh, the John the Baptist, he said the least, he was the greatest of all men born. Of women, and the Bible says the least in the kingdom of God is greater than He. It means you and I have a greater anointing to walk in than Elisha had. Elisha had double Elijah. John the Baptist carried his own dimension, but today you and I have more. Lord, help me to function fully, fully. I want you to pray in faith. I want you to pray that there will be a manifestation of this prayer. Even in this season. That not too far from now, you will have a testimony. That will confirm to you that you are not a mere man. Let's circumstances shift. It says you shall speak to this mountain. Be that removed. And be cast into the sea. Lord, I'm praying for my brothers and sisters. Let there be a manifestation of the answer to their prayers. That they're no longer mere men. They're no longer mere women. They will call for things. And they will answer to them. Power with God. Power with men. Power over circumstances. Power over situations. Somebody even in this spirit Now you can begin to address some things You can begin to speak to some situations Under this anointing And expect a performance And expect a performance And expect a performance Because we come in the name of Jesus Somebody can expect a performance Somebody can expect a performance my faith we understand that the worlds which we see were not formed from things which are speak that word speak that word he makes a way he makes a way. He makes a way. Zoshe kababa. 
Anybody that's been under some oppression, some depression, some influence, this is your moment of victory. The thief has been caught. It's a season of restoration. It's a season of recovery. The Bible says if that thief is found, he restores. If it's an oxen fivefold, if it's a sheep fourfold, I don't know what has been stolen, but by the anointing there is recovery. In the name of Jesus, somebody's taking it back. No longer afraid. No longer afraid. No longer afraid. You're going in the name of Jesus. You're binding that strong man. That frequent infirmity. You're no longer expecting it. You serve it notice. It is no longer yours. To the cross. La soto le gere bako jende gere banda manto santa le gere banda zoshe kapa receive the anointing kato santa le gere banda brethren this thing is working he says i'm watching over the words of my children ala kole gere bako jende gere banda You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.